This podcast is sponsored by Talkspace. May is Mental Health Awareness Month, and Talkspace, the leading virtual therapy provider, is encouraging people to talk it out in therapy. By talking or texting with a supportive, licensed therapist at Talkspace, you'll gain insights, discover truths, and experience breakthroughs that will improve how you live and how you feel. With Talkspace, just answer a few questions online, and you'll be matched with a therapist. And because you'll meet your therapist online, you don't have to take time off work or arrange childcare. You'll meet on your schedule, whenever you feel most at ease. Plus, Talkspace works with most major insurers, and most insured members only pay a $25 copay or less. No insurance? No problem. If you want to make progress toward a mentally healthier place, Talkspace is here for you. Now get $80 off your first month with promo code SPACE80 when you go to Talkspace.com. Match with a licensed therapist today at Talkspace.com. Save $80 with code SPACE80 at Talkspace.com. Welcome to the Eric Erickson Show podcast, Hour 2. Hello, America. Welcome. It's Eric Erickson here. The phone number, if you want to be on the program, 877-973-7425. You can text Eric, E-R-I-C-K, to 33777. Get all the links. Follow me on social media, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, Facebook. Get the links to the podcast, the show notes, the live stream, all of that. Um... I'm 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 shaking shaking up the show. I'll get to math being racist in a minute, but I want to I, I want to talk about something else first. Mental health, uh, not my mental health, not your mental health, the mental health of progressives. Let me read you some headlines. This is from the Atlantic. Is Tennessee a democracy? What happens when a Republican supermajority gained control and wasn't satisfied? It's also from the Atlantic. Georgia's experiment in human sacrifice. The state is about to find out how many people need to lose their lives to shore up the economy. This is also from the Atlantic. How did America's weirdest, most freedom-obsessed state fall for an authoritarian governor? Now, ironically... This is also from The Atlantic. Reading too much political news is bad for your well-being. Now I'm going to go over to the Drudge Report. And we have headline after headline about the extreme heat. Let me play for you this audio of Bill Weir. He is the environmental reporter. He's actually a propagandist. On CNN, listen to this. Let's bring in now CNN Chief Climate Correspondent Bill Weir. Bill, let's pick off right there where uh, where Derek Van Dam left off. Are we here now? Is this what it feels like to be at the onset of climate change? It, I, I'm afraid to say that seems to be the case. It's not that the planet is going to refreeze anytime soon. A lot of this is baked in after a century of industrialization now. And right now, scientists estimate that every second of every day, our planet absorbs as much heat as 10 Hiroshima-sized atomic bombs. The oceans have held most of that in our lifetimes 
right now, about 90% of that, so you don't notice it as much. But now we're seeing these heat blobs all around the world, the ones we just talked about uh, in the southwest uh, there, which have been holding for, for weeks, almost 40 days, with these major uh, warnings as well. And the superlatives, you talk to scientists who, who spend their lives looking at these numbers and seeing records broken by maybe a half a degree, seeing ocean temperatures broken by five degrees, are just gobsmacked by it. Bonkers are some of the quotes they've said. That's the 38 days. 1,500 record high temperatures set just in the United States in the last couple of days. Over 3,500 globally and about 80 million under heat alerts in 14 states right now. Now, let me play you Michael Beschloss from MSNBC this morning. Right. And you've got the front runner of the Republican Party, Donald Trump, the number two candidate by polls, Ron DeSantis or DeSantis or whatever it is. They're both fascists. They both want authoritarianism in, in America. And the thing I can't understand, maybe you can all enlighten me, why did Donald Trump make an effort to announce this last couple of days? He wants to make people afraid. He wants to, people to think that authoritarianism and Trump are inevitable and bow to him and make it much easier for him to walk in in 16 months. Now, separately, l- let me let me play for you an abortion expert upset about the Dobbs decision. Right now, there are Missourians who need abortions who are being forced to carry pregnancies to term against their will, against their health mental health, their life circumstances, their income. And with our state seeing some of the highest rates of maternal and birthing parent mortality, especially in black and brown communities, this makes it a crisis. See, not only do Missourians face high numbers of violence, but this current legal battle over FDA's approval for mifepristone only furthers the devastation Missourians already face. They have some of the most severe barriers, including Texans, in this entire country. Let me go back and highlight one particular issue that this woman said, because I want to make sure you heard it. And with our state seeing some of the highest rates of maternal and birthing parent mortality. Maternal and birthing parent mortality. She's crying about it. Now I want to play for you. Rachel Levine, he is the Assistant Secretary of Health and Human Services. He thinks he is a woman. Listen to him. What would you say to folks who think that they're being reasonable by saying, why can't children just wait till they're 18? Adolescence is hard and puberty is hard. What if you're going through the wrong puberty? What if you inside feel that you are female, but now you're going through a male puberty? The. That's scientific crap. That's not true. I know there are people with mental health problems who believe that they're in the wrong body, but that's a mental health issue. There's no such thing as the wrong puberty. You go through the puberty of your body. And you as a boy may think you are a girl, but that's a mental health issue separate from puberty in your body. To have the assistant secretary of health and human services, who himself suffers mental illness, be placed in leadership to prognosticate and pontificate on these issues is insane. 
progressivism is increasingly a full-on mental health crisis in this country. They are scared the world is going to end tomorrow. They are scared of the, the, the 10 Hiroshima bombs a day the world is absorbing in heat. They are scared to death of Donald Trump, the would-be authoritarian tyrant who they can't leave alone and keep giving more attention to. It's amazing the number of people in the media who are convinced Donald Trump is Hitler. And they give him all the attention. A man who everyone agrees thrives on attention. They give him copious amounts of attention on which to thrive. Progressivism is a mental health disorder. These people can't cope. In the city of Atlanta, Georgia, white kids from New England have invaded the city to protest a police training ground. They're trying now, having firebomb police stations and fire departments and office buildings and youth centers, that, yes, actual firebomb. You haven't heard the national media talk about the terror attacks in Atlanta, have you? Hmm, wonder why. The Antifa diffused organizational grift. They're trying to collect signatures on a petition to stop the police training facility. They want to put it on the ballot. There was a big Atlanta United game. Now, you think all the progressives went to the soccer game. They collected 50 signatures. They're, they're, they're struggling. These white New Englander kids looking for a cause greater than themselves moved to Atlanta to burn down fire departments to stop a police training facility from being built. It's a mental health issue. They're lost in trying to find themselves. And, and the, the solution offered by the Assistant Secretary of Health and Human Services is, well, maybe you're going through the wrong puberty. Maybe you're trapped in the wrong body. No, no, it's your body. And the idea that the solution is to mutilate your body through drugs and surgery should strike everyone as medieval and insane. But the left thinks it's normal. But it's beyond that issue. The being in the wrong body, being in a broken body, being in a disfigured body, it ties into climate change. It ties into the, the stress of, of Donald Trump and now Ron DeSantis and any Republican. They're suffering a mental health disorder. They are stressed out. They have consumed politics. Politics has become their religion. And politics is a terrible, terrible religion. It has a terrible God, you. The God of politics is not a God worth worshiping. And that's what they're doing. They've woven their politics into everything. Their politics shapes their view of the climate. Their politics shapes their view of sexuality. Their politics shapes their view of math. Their politics shapes their view of politicians. Their politics shapes their view of how to run government. Their politics shapes their view of what to eat. It's like bringing the wokes into Bud Light. Let, let's make Bud Light political. I know a guy, his, his response has been to, to, to come up with, with a, a conservative-oriented beer. I, I just I don't want politics in my beer at all. I just want to enjoy a beer that tastes like beer. I don't need my politics 
in my beer. I don't need it in my ice cream. I don't need it in, in what I grill or what I roast or what I smoke. or uh, I, I don't need it in what I cook. And yet the left in particular, now some strains of the right have decided we got to politicize everything. Everything's political. No. That's not healthy, and it's sad to see it cropping up on the right. If you're defining yourself on the right by by your choices and what you drink and what you eat and, and you want explicitly labeled political products and your food and drink consumptions, I, I'm sorry, but you're no better than the other side, and you're suffering the mental health issues too, I think. Life is too big and vast to lump it all into politics together. That's what the left is doing. And that's why they're so miserable and unhappy is they've made politics their religion and everything is political to them. Everything is about politics to them. And they're angry because of it. They're miserable because of it. They can't associate with people who disagree with them on issues. Y'all, I literally, what last week was it? I went into a restaurant to pick up a sandwich to take to my office. And an older man came in. They, they had pulled into the parking lot in front of me. They had a Planned Parenthood bumper sticker on the car. They had a human rights campaign, the gay rights advocacy group on the back of their car. And the older man had to be in his 70s, came in, and he, he wanted to know if I was eating there or leaving. And I said I was leaving. I didn't even know the man. And he very embarrassingly said, I mean, clearly embarrassed by it, said, I'm, my wife didn't want to eat here if you were going to be here. His wife did not want to eat in the restaurant if I was going to be in the restaurant because her politics have poisoned her ability to find any way to find common ground or relate to people who disagree with them. I've told you all the story about being in the airport and getting yelled at while I was peeing, standing in the urinal peeing, and some dudes yelling at me over politics. Life is too short for that, and yet this is where the left is now. And they've embraced pseudoscience to justify it. You're in the wrong body. You've got the wrong puberty. They elevate these people to positions of leadership. You got that 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 um, crazy deviant dude uh, from the Department of Energy that was was dresses wears dresses and puts on lipstick and high heels and steals women's luggage. Turns out he was going to some sort of classified meeting when he was stealing women's luggage. Uh, they, they fired the dude. He's probably going to jail. They put another deviant in charge in some leadership position. They're putting people suffering mental illness in charge of leadership in the Biden White House, and they don't think anything of it. Their, their politics have broken them where they can define mental illness as just someone's normal choice, put them in positions of leadership to corrode and corrupt other people's lives, and then they don't want to know why is everybody so miserable? Why are suicide rates so high? Particularly among young liberals, they live in despair. They hate their lives. They find no purpose. They find no meaning. They think they're all going to die. The world is going to burn. They have Bill Weir on CNN confirming for them they're all going to And they're miserable people. Progressivism is probably the greatest mental health threat of the 21st century. These people think that Trump supporters are in a cult. They themselves need to be deprogrammed from progressivism. It's making their lives miserable, and their suicide rate is increasing, and their mental health struggles, they're just defining them away, and it's not really mental health to them. It's just a lifestyle decision. Wrong puberty? That's an assistant secretary of health and human services saying wrong puberty, wrong body. That's not science. That's quackery. Greetings. Welcome. It is Eric Erickson here. You know, uh, so 
What's so interesting uh, about this uh, Rachel Levine stuff as well, that uh, wrong puberty, wrong body and wrong puberty stuff is we've gone very quickly from I was born this way to actually, nah, I was born in the wrong body. Got got to have some surgery and fix it. Um, ah, that it just seems, you know, the the trans movement really does seem incompatible with the L, the G, and the B. Uh, you get from the L, the G, and the B of I was born this way to the T of no, actually, I got to have some surgery and and take some medicines to because because actually I wasn't born this way. Um, I, it, it seems very incompatible, seems very incompatible. There is this growing movement of, uh, gays and lesbians who actually want to put distance between themselves and the trans movement because, um, for example, if you, if you're a gay man and you were sexually attracted to another man, you say I'm gay, but in the trans community it says, well, actually, maybe you're actually a woman. And so what the trans community does is they take the, for lack of better phrasing, the heteronormative way of things that boys are attracted to girls and they look at the gay man who's attracted to a man and say, actually, maybe you're actually trans and, and you need to like take estrogen and, and transition to become a woman since you are attracted to a man. It's just cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs. Uh, that's, that's, that's it. It's just crazy. And then also you can be born in the wrong body, but we're all born good. Again, now I'm in my 40s can say this, I have just come through life experience to believe that uh, the Christian faith is the only thing that reconciles all of this madness together. It's, it's, the only, it's the only worldview that explains all of this. We live in a fallen world, and we're all sinners, and sin's corrupted everything. That, that's it. That's, that's my sermon for the day. <laughs> All right, we got to move on to other stuff, but first I got to tell you about Americans for Prosperity. They're putting real points on the board in the fight for limited government, free markets, and free people, and they want you on their side. They've got 36 state chapters. Uh, if you go to americansforprosperity.org slash Eric, E-R-I-C-K, you can sign up with them. You can become one of their 4 million activists in the country. They will send you the knowledge, the information, the tools, and help you develop the skills to be a great conservative activist across the country. Learn how to go to your local school board meeting and make a persuasive case for what you want or your local city council or county commission, your state legislature, or even your members of Congress and your senators, how to show up to them, uh, be informed, more informed than them, and be active for free markets and free people, for limited government. All you do is go to americansforprosperity.org slash Eric, americansforprosperity.org slash E-R-I-C-K. Sign up with them in your community. Your state may not have an official organization, but they're growing in your state. You might be able to help them launch their actual state affiliate. If you're in a state that already has one, welcome to the team. They've got a lot of caring, concerned people who care about limited government, free markets, free people, and they want you to be a great activist with all of them. Americansforprosperity.org slash E-R-I-C-K. Sign up with them now. Improve your game as a conservative activist around the country fighting for free markets and free people. Sorry, it's, it's gossip day here. (laughs) <laughs> I got my copy of the Georgia Bar Journal, and I got to flip through to the back of the magazine and see who I know who's been disbarred. I know two of them. Like, ho, ho, ho. 
<laughs> yep, that one. I was like, yep, yep. I can see that coming from a mile. Sorry, so yeah, so because I'm a mem- a paying member of the Georgia Bar, I get the the Georgia Bar Journal. It's actually a very good magazine. Uh, for lawyers in Georgia, keeps you up to date with stuff, and and had a great thing on Rico a while back. But in the back of it, it's like the gossip section. You get to see all the people you went to law school with who've been disciplined by the bar, or the lawyers you practice with, and like two of them in there. Look, it's like, yep, yep. I'm not surprised to see that. <laughs> oh my gosh, I, I did have a, a friend in, in the last one who was was suspended for a while, and it it sucked because he's a great dude and and. Um, it just, it was a confluence of events that led to it, but he owned up to it. Um, but gosh, anyway, all right, got to move on. That one guy though, it's like, nah, I could have seen that one coming. I'm surprised he lasted this long. All right. All right. All right. B- math is racist people. It's racist. I don't know if you know that or not, uh, but I've learned this from my woke friends that math is racism. Before I get there, however, I want to take a phone call. I want to go to Dan. Dan, welcome to the program. Thank you, Eric. Um, I've had a quote written down for quite some time that Justice Anthony Kennedy made. I think it was, was it 1994, the Planned Parenthood versus Casey? Uh, I think that was around the time, yeah. Yeah, he said something that I think explains a whole lot. Hang on a second. You just faded out on me. Sorry. Uh, well, were you on a speakerphone, Dan? You sounded like you were all of a sudden in the far back no, of a no, room. No, I'm not on a speakerphone. I'm, I'm on an iPhone. I just have to. I have to skip this quote. It's right here. Ah. He said, in his case, at the heart of liberty is the right to define one's concept of existence, of meaning, of the universe, and of the mystery of human life. <laughs> yes, he used that a lot. And, and I, I read that and I said, you know what? This basically de- de- denies reality. I mean, am I, am I wrong? Oh, listen, it, 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 it <laughs> denies a lot. You know, he's used that quote in Casey. He's also used it in Obergefell, the, the gay marriage decision, essentially that uh, liberty means you live your best life now, however you define it. Yeah, well, and, I, and, I, and I just look all around and see problems like that cropping up everywhere. And it this quote defines the whole problem. It just... I'm, I'm not sure that everybody is aware that he made that quote, but still, yeah, still look, living it. Yeah, I, look, I, Dan, look, I appreciate it. And yeah, I, I, I repressed that quote in my head. He, but he's used that thinking to advance uh, the liberal social agenda across the board from uh, Obergefell, the gay marriage case, to that case, uh, Casey Planned Parenthood. Uh, there have been a couple of others where Kennedy has pursued that, that this this liberty idea is, is essentially, it's very Joel Osteen. Uh, live your best life now, however you define what your best life is, and and um, no one should interfere with you doing whatever you want hedonistically. Um, it's just it's it's a it's a wild way of living. And that's not really true, by the way. Uh, the founders' concept of liberty was a negative liberty uh, that the government should leave you alone, except when it is in the common interest to restrain your behaviors from harming others. Uh, and, and the conservative argument there is that, well, there is another person, that person in the womb, we should protect that person because life is sacred. 
uh, and, and we're having this spillover effect on, you, you know, my argument on gay marriage was always, you know, I, I'm an evangelical Christian. I do believe marriage is between a man or a woman, but it's it's a civil thing for the people to decide. Uh, there are plenty of things that this nation does that, that my faith says shouldn't, but we live in a civil society and you should be allowed to do those things. My concern with Obergefell and gay marriage decision was that the courts did not create marriage. Whether you believe marriage came from God or from people socially, civically, marriage came from the way we organize society as a people. And so the people should be allowed to redefine marriage. The courts shouldn't have the power to redefine marriage. And if your state wants gay marriage and the people in your state said, we want gay marriage, you should be able to have that. And I, Christian right-wing zealot of Georgia, should not be able to deny you gay marriage in your state because – you and your state at the state level, that's where marriage is under the Constitution. Y'all decided otherwise, but the courts should not intervene. And I should civilly, as, as an American citizen, recognize your right to do that. But the courts decided, no, they wanted all the power. You know, it's kind of funny that uh, you've got all this liberal backlash over the Supreme Court exercising so much power for itself these past few years with Roberts and the Roberts Court. And all the courts have been saying is, ah, it's not our power. Now, we, we, we can't do this. And like like the abortion case, whether you agree with abortion or not, what the Dobbs case said was uh, we, can't, we can't decide abortion. That's for the states to decide. And the, the, the left is outraged that the Supreme Court is giving up power to the states and the people. Or like they take the student loan bailout. They're saying, no, the government, the, the executive isn't that powerful. you got to have Congress involved. Or um, the well, the 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 free speech issue with 303 Creative that, well, the government can't force you to use your talents to support a cause you don't care about. The government can't do that. And, and the left is outraged by the Supreme Court saying the government does not have power. Kennedy liked the government to have power to advance certain missions. Now, it's time to talk about math being racist. I, I didn't realize this was a thing still. Uh, years ago, let me see if I can find it. This is what, 2020, I believe it was the, uh, the, the museum, the national museum of African-American history and culture produced a guide for whiteness, white dominant culture or whiteness refers to the ways white people and their traditions, attitudes, and ways of life have been normalized over time and are now considered standard practices in the United States. And since white people still hold most of the institutional power in America, we have internalized some aspects of white culture, including people of color. So this is what the National Museum of African American History and Culture claimed were signs of whiteness. If you believed in rugged individualism, independence and autonomy are, uh, autonomy are highly valued. The individual is the primary unit. You should be self-reliant. That's, that's rugged individualism, and that is white supremacy. The family structure of America is also a sign of white supremacy. A father, a mother, and children, a nuclear family, that's white supremacy. The idea that the husband is the breadwinner and head of household, white supremacy. The, the, the wife is the homemaker or subordinate to the husband in the house. That's white supremacy. Children should have their own rooms in the house. That's white supremacy. An emphasis on the scientific method is white supremacy. Objective, rational, linear thinking, cause and effect relationships, quantitative emphasis, that's, that's white supremacy. 
the view of Western civilization as the dominant narrative of history is white supremacy. So based on Northern European immigrants' experience in the United States, a heavy focus on the British Empire, the primacy of Western and Judeo-Christian traditions, that's white supremacy. The Protestant work ethic is white supremacy. If you believe that hard work can get you success, that's white supremacy. If you believe you should work before you play, that's white supremacy. If you internalize the idea that if you didn't meet your goals, you didn't work hard enough, that's white supremacy. Religion is white supremacy. Christianity is the norm. Anything other than Judeo-Christian tradition is foreign. No tolerance for deviation from a monotheistic God, that's white supremacy. If you believe in status, power, and authority, that wealth is worth, your job is who you are, you should respect authority, uh, that's white supremacy. If you plan for the future, that's white supremacy. If you believe progress is always best and tomorrow will be better than today, that's white supremacy thinking. Uh, Time is also white supremacy, following rigid time schedules, viewing time as a commodity that's precious resource that can be used up, that's white supremacy. Aesthetics. Uh, is part of white supremacy. Women's beauty is based on Barbie. That's white supremacy. Uh, European culture, white supremacy. Man's attractiveness is based on economic status, power, intellect. That's white supremacy. Who knew? Bill Gates, white supremacist. (laughs) Holidays are white supremacy uh, when they're based on the Christian religion or based on uh, white history and male leaders. So President's Day is white supremacy. The idea of uh, justice in America is based on white supremacy because it's derived from the English common law, where we derive from as a nation, that's white supremacy. And then competition is also a sign of white supremacy in culture. If you believe there's a winner and a loser, we can't all be winners, that's white supremacy. If you think you need to win at all costs, that's white supremacy. If you want to be number one, that's white supremacy. If you believe that the majority rules... That's white supremacy. That's what the National Museum of African American History and Culture wanted you to know. Now, here's also something you need to understand is that this whole thing was concocted by a white person in diversity, equity, inclusion without any research. It was a white person who came up with this stuff without any research, without any basis, and it just took over. And a lot of progressives embraced it. Well, progressives are now embracing the idea that math itself can be part of white supremacy culture. And so in California, they've decided to stop teaching middle and junior high school kids algebra. The California math framework has been adopted. And they've decided that children in California public schools will not be allowed to learn algebra before ninth grade, that it is a progressive approach to math. Why? Equity. Equity. Because they have decided black and brown children, to use their euphemism, black kids and Hispanic kids are not as good at math, according to them. This is the progressives who believe black and Hispanic kids aren't as good at math. Apparently, it's the genetics, but um, you're not allowed to say that, but that's what they mean, that if you're black or Hispanic, you're not as good at math. And so, therefore, we're not going to teach math until ninth grade to allow your GPA to come up before you get into high school, and then you'll learn algebra. It's a matter of equity. we got to get these middle school kids' grades up before we teach them algebra because they're black and Hispanic. They're not going to do as well. It's going to lower their GPA again. That's, I'm not making that up. That's, that's their actual logic there. It's racist. They 
believe that based on your skin color, your aptitude for math as opposed to tutoring. See, the reason that a lot of black and Hispanic kids don't do as well at math is because their parents, given their jobs, they typically they, they don't work high collar, white collar jobs. They're working uh, blue collar jobs. They're day laborers in the Hispanic community a lot. They're, they're they don't have the the law, lawyer jobs and the doctor jobs. They have the manual labor jobs. They don't have time to help the kids with math at night because they're so worn out from what they've done during the day. Their kids fall behind in math, and and the solution should be tutoring. Give these kids tutors, and instead it's we're not going to teach anybody math. We're not going to teach anybody algebra because it would be racist to teach people algebra. Math is racist. Also, the idea idea that in math you should have to show your work, that now is racist as well. So my kids, when they do their math homework, they're not allowed to just show the final answer. They can't just write down, and the question is one plus one equals two. They can't write that down. They just they, they can't just write down two. They got to write out one plus one equals two. When they get into division and you do long division, you have to write out the whole long division flow of things. You can't just write the final answer. So let's just, because I'm dumb when it comes to math, this is why I went to law school. Uh, two divided by 10. So, you know, you do the two and then you do a little bracket with a 10 under it and you two, you move over to the the zero and above it, you put the five, you put the five times two underneath the 10, you put the 10, you do the minus sign and you put zero. Therefore, there's nothing more to do. That's how you got to write out your answer. Well, you got to show your work. That's showing your work. That's racism, according to the teachers unions. That's racism. That's where we are. They've decided it's racism. Is that not racist in and of itself that black and Hispanic kids are worse at math than white kids, so we're not going to let anybody do algebra until high school? That's racism right there, woven into what they're doing, and progressives have latched onto it. This is insanity brought to you by the educators in California now and other places. They've decided math is racist, and in the name of equity, we can't teach kids algebra until high school, which is going to mean more white flight from public schools to private schools and homeschooling. It's insane. Everyone should have school choice now. We should just burn down the public school system and give everybody the money and say, y'all go find a school that's actually going to teach your kids instead of denying them the ability to learn algebra in the name of racial equality. Absolutely insane. California is falling apart. Well, you may be falling apart because your house stinks, and I want to save your home. I want to save you. And if you get the Eden Pure Thunderstorm, it'll eliminate bad odors. I was up at a resort where my family likes to stay uh, back, what, during um, Memorial Day week? The cottages all had fireplaces, and so they were running the Eden Pure Thunderstorms to wipe out the smoke odors that might have been in the, the cottages. I thought they were playing me since I advertised for them, but they really use them. You can too because they really work to eliminate odors, pet odors, smoke odors, litter box odors, foul odors, noxious odors. They wipe them out. You can get three of them upstairs, downstairs, your basement, your RV, your travel bag, wherever you need them. You get three of them, less than $200. You go to EdenPureDeals.com, EdenPureDeals.com, and the discount code is ERIC on the front page of the site, EdenPureDeals.com, discount code Eric, E-R-I-C-K. Go there now. Get three Eden Pure Thunderstorms. You can thank me later. Speaking of teachers unions and the destruction of the education system, y'all heard that this is Becky Pringle. She is the head of the National Education Association. Listen to this as she closes out uh, the NEA meeting. I can hear Chief Seattle crying out to us, urging us to remember when you know who you are, 
When your mission is clear and you burn with the inner fire of an unbreakable will, no cold can touch your heart. No deluge can dampen your purpose. And yay, you are those stars in the darkness. Your light will not be dimmed. Your purpose will drive you in a righteous fight for freedom because you know who you are. Dass ich mich in diesen Jahren für dich eingesetzt habe, dass ich anständig meine Zeit verwendet habe im Dienste meines Volkes. Gib du jetzt deine Stimme ab. Wenn ja, dann tritt für mich ein, so wie ich für dich eingetreten bin. I mean that was one heck of a that was one heck of a teachers union meeting. I mean I I was impressed. She was fired up, got that crowd fired up with all her left-wing pablum that she was out there. Listen, listen, that other guy, he supported universal preschool education and and vegetarianism and and healthy physical fitness as well. Just the, the whip in the crowd into the frenzy there. My goodness gracious, these people. And yet. They've ruined schools for so many kids and can't hold themselves accountable. It's everybody else's fault.